listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 336. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Hey, 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 you amazing human, and welcome back to another incredible podcast episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. And I am pumped that you are here today. Why? Because I have a very special guest joining us, the incredible Krista Miller. Dun, dun, dun. Krista is an expert in the field of growing your business through virtual summits. She's been doing this for years, and she is the go-to when I say virtual, you say summits. Krista is the lady. We're going to dive deep today into how businesses such as yours can grow by leveraging the power of virtual summits to increase your visibility, generate more leads, and boost your sales and revenue. As you know, I say over and over and over again on the podcast, visibility is indeed crucial for business growth, and virtual summits seem to be a very potent strategy for business owners. So buckle in, because today is going to get you thinking about summits and how you too can create one in 2024 to help with your business growth. I cannot wait for you to sit back and listen to this amazing episode. Welcome to the show, Krista. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you here today. It's going to be a great conversation, especially as we are in the new year and everyone is looking for more ways to get visible, get more leads and have more sales. So I'm really excited to dive into our conversation today around how business owners can create virtual summits for their business. But before we get started, I always like to ask a fun question so that my audience gets to know you a little bit better. So my fun question for you is, what did you enjoy most over the holidays? Was there one or two magical moments that warmed your heart? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I would say like the thing I enjoyed most overall was just like the forced disconnection, you know, like disconnection from work with kids being home with no one else working with just setting the expectation months in advance. Like I'm not working that week. Like (laughs) I couldn't like just kind of sneak work in here and there, you know, like I was Uh forced to disconnect. And it was just so wonderful. I forget how good it feels to fully disconnect until I do it. And it was, Mm. it was such a good reminder, but like, you know, if I think back to, to the moments here and there, it's just like uh, the, the cheesy little moments of like my girls playing together and things like that, you know, with one being in school and one at home, Uh, they get weekends together, but I think they, they connect on a deeper level when they're home together for lots of days in a row. So I just think back to the times when they're like playing together and like sitting back and be like, this is what it's all about. This is why I did it. So, you know, that, those are, those are the highlights. 
Oh, goodness. I absolutely love it. And there's something, I mean, also, um, when I was doing some research, I know your girls are still a little bit little, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so there's something magic about kids in the holidays, regardless of what your religion is or what you believe in, do you know what I mean? Is that the the laughter and the joy and the simplicity that they bring back to home life um, and to our heart is, I think, grounding. And I think at the end of the year, when we're tired and we're exhausted, they really... I. My my view is, is that they actually give us so much more than we give them sometimes. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a simple kind of reset. I just did, um, I went to a four-day silent retreat. And uh, at the end of the year, December 29th through to the 1st, and what I can tell you was it was, it was, I recorded my podcast episode last week, which dropped. But to share that notion of like being in the moment and those, and I felt like a child again. I saw things that I hadn't seen in a very long time and you notice things so differently and sounds were so much more vibrant and tastes were so much more like firecrackers going off in your mouth type scenario. So it's those moments, do you know what I mean, that we long for. And so, yes, it's so magical that you had those with your girls. Some of that. Now, the listeners out there might be like, who's this amazing human joining us from Wisconsin? You know what I mean? So share with us a little bit in a nutshell, what do you get up to for business? Yeah. So I teach people all about how to run virtual summits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Summits have been around for a long time. I think they have uh, overall a negative reputation and I am trying so hard to change that. And I think we've made some good progress over the years. So I'm all about virtual summits that actually make you money, Mm -hmm. that feel good to you, that benefit your speakers, that impact your attendees um, and are just such a big impact tool for your business overall without being these slimy, gross, pressure-filled events that uh, I think so many people are used to seeing. So we have the the framework, the training, the templates, um, the support, everything someone needs to be able to host a profitable virtual summit without being this big name influencer with all of these, you know, huge connections and resources. We want anyone to come in and be able to Um, get the tools and the knowledge they need to host a summit without wondering, where do I start? What do I do next? How the heck do I make this happen? It's interesting that you said to start with there that they've had a negative commentation. I've never seen that. Do you know what I mean? And so like, I guess I'm curious to know a little bit more. I, I mean, I'll rewind a little bit. I think anyone will say like, again, a challenge is overused. A summit is overused. I think that there's that language, but I would argue Instagram reels are overused. Podcasting could be overused. Do you mean like I think anything could be overused? But other than that, I've actually had quite positive relations around running my own summits, being involved in summits. Um, And so I'm curious to know a little bit about your thoughts of the negative notion that's attached to that. I love that. I think your marketing brain actually is what you know, you see the good side of it. And, you know, maybe your your audience does too. But a lot of people do say exactly what you said. Summits are overdone. Like any strategy that works is quote unquote overdone. Mm-hmm. Because when something works, people do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one that I see? Like, uh, you know, summits don't, don't, summits don't work. Well, if mm-hmm. you don't do something right, it's not going to work. <laughs> any strategy out there, if you mess it up, it's, it's going to flop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say that summits are slimy, gross, pitch heavy. There are definitely... Um, people who who teach strategies like that that are slimy, gross, pitch heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just kind of depends on people's mindset around marketing, around selling, um, whether they believe you can serve and sell at the same time, and uh, what their own personal experiences are with mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it is cool, really cool for me to hear 
um, you as someone, you know, who has been, been around in the marketing space that you, you know, haven't run into that and, and have a, a positive mindset. Cause that's what I want everyone to have. That's what I think everyone should have, but you know, oh, gosh, no, I mean, I say, everyone does. I say the value in them significantly, but I do agree with you in regards to the mindset component of it. And I also feel like people, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute when I ask another question, but people want immediate gratification. They want immediate fixes. Mm-hmm. They, you know, all of those things. But, and so I often see people, whether or not it's doing a summit, a challenge, a new lead magnet, whatever, sort of podcast, YouTube channel, that they're doing it from scarcity versus, versus a place of abundance. Mm-hmm. And they're automatically out of alignment. And so yes. they then say that it's the product, and I'll say podcast is the product, the summit is the product, is the reason why it failed. But I actually would say that I've seen summits where I'm like, your landing page is actually pretty spot on. Your, you know, upsell was pretty good. Your funnel was pretty good. But what energy did you bring to that particular mm-hmm. summit? And I wonder sometimes that there's this unspoken notion that alignment plays a key on whether or not it will be successful or not successful. What are your thoughts around that? Oh, absolutely. And we've keyed in on that a lot with the people we work with over the past um, year. And I've changed my own marketing because of it. Because uh, my marketing, when we launched our our group program, it's called the Launch with the Summit Accelerator, um, was basically like almost positioned as a way to like save your business kind of situation. That's what not what I meant to do, but that's mm. how it ended up coming across. You need mm. to sell more. Here's your solution. And then we had people coming in who were basically acting like I and this this summit should save their business. Gotcha. And so they came in with that scarcity mindset and that negative energy and everything, you know, they're panicked with every decision they make, every action they take, every little thing that goes wrong blows up. And that just never turns out well. It's the people who um, see the potential and are excited for the potential um, and already have things going that are working and aren't just relying on this to totally save their business that, that see the good results and get to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And well, no, I think it's just good because I'm always about just like calling a spade a spade because if, if any, if you, if your business is to the point where it needs saving, that it's, there's much bigger problems that need to be explored. And normally in my experience as a consultant, it comes down to foundational elements. Do you know what I mean? It's like your messaging collectively is what you do or it's your offers. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, again, the summit's just a tool to be able to enhance those foundational elements that you already have in place. That's my opinion. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you, if you, I always say in the podcast, it's like the story of the three little pigs. Most businesses come to me, they've got a business made out of sticks or a business that made out of hay. It's structurally there. They're making a little bit of money, but shit could collapse real quickly. Um, And that's when I see, again, people trying to do all of these things. um, But a lot of times the foundational elements aren't in place. So a summit, a podcast, a YouTube channel is not going to help them. Do you know what I mean? In the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. If your messaging isn't great, if your positioning isn't good, if your offers aren't selling, a summit is not going to fix that. Yeah, 100%. Now, visibility, like I said, uh, new visibility ideas are always something that so many business owners are looking for. And I'm a huge believer that visibility is key for business growth. So one of, I know, like I said, obviously we're here today talking about, it, but one of your key strategies is the virtual summits. Mm-hmm. And this has allowed you to get more leads, more sales and more money, but it's also brought you an enormous amount of joy in what you do and how you're able to help people. Mm-hmm. But just in case anyone's listening and they're like, okay, you guys have already started talking about virtual summits. 
give them a quick definition about what a virtual summit is and how it can benefit their business. Because there could be people out here that this is a whole new term that they've never even heard before, and they could be a little bit lost. So I want to kind of ground us back to just the basics. So what is a virtual summit and how can it benefit a business? Yeah, I love that. Um, So a virtual summit is an online event. Um, where usually one person is hosting, sometimes there's co-hosts, but usually one person is hosting this event around a specific topic that relates to their business. Mm -hmm. And rather than them being the sole person doing the teaching, doing the presenting, they bring in a group of experts Mm -hmm. to help them do that teaching. So each expert is coming in and teaching a specific session around their area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some summits that have like these huge 60 minute sessions. I don't recommend that 15 to 20 minutes right now is is my recommendation, get the people what they need and get it to them quickly. Um, You know, a key takeaway in each presentation. But when you do that, when you create this event around a specific topic, it is really impactful and transformational to these attendees. And you want it to be positioned in a way where um, there's a specific goal they are working toward in Mm -hmm. in watching these presentations. Mm -hmm. Um, So one host, you know, usually 15 to 25 speakers. Um, The event is typically free where they can watch for 24 hours. They can get, you know, watch the pre-recorded presentations. Some people do live. If you're someone listening, you didn't know what a summit was, I would recommend pre-recorded at least for your first run. And then we do have a bunch of ways to to make money during, during, before, after the event as well, which we can get into. Um, But the summit itself uh, is free, which lets you bring in so many more leads than you can with something that's paid. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where going into the summit, you just kind of want to know what are my goals? Mm-hmm. Are my goals to generate leads so I can then make money from those leads? Or do I want to make money from my existing audience? That will kind of depend. Well, am I going to do a, a free event, a paid event? Um, so the summit brings in thousands of leads on the mm-hmm. front end for free. And then you have ways to make money through them through all access pass sponsorships through launching your offers, um, things like that, which brings you the revenue, the speakers bring you the connections and, and networking um, opportunities, which are just powerful for years down the road. If you do it the right way, if you build connections with these people, show them that they matter to you outside of just, you know, using their email list, basically um, the impact you make, the visibility you get through having those people share something you're doing um, and basically vouching for you and what you do is huge. Um, And it's just a momentum that I have not experienced from any other strategy out there. The leads, the immediate income, the ongoing income, the ongoing connections, the more people knowing about you, all from one strategy is so powerful and something that I just... um, I can't top it. I can't top it yet. You know, I always try new strategies, but I can't top it yet. I agree with you that like, I believe in the world of where you are in. And I was actually just watching this documentary on Netflix called a hundred years of living, I think. And they talk about the five blue zones around the world where there's like five places around the world where they are having centenarians. And so people are living to be a hundred, 105. It was pretty, it's a pretty amazing documentary. But the reason why I talk about that is, is they talk about the notion of loneliness, right? And people are more lonely than they've ever been in the world ever. And what I love about summits is that you're bringing this, even though it's virtual, there's this connection piece that I believe is missing in business. Mm-hmm. And connections, I believe, is where you have conversations. And those through those conversations is where you get conversions, right? The more conversations you're having, and it's not just about, I'm going to have these conversations to make money. That could be it. But I'm, I'm about like, just connecting at a heart level with individuals. And I couldn't agree more when you talked about the 20 or 15 or 25 speakers that you bring together, if you continue to nurture those relationships post that event, 
There's so many other good things that could come from it. Email swaps, podcast swaps, um, YouTube swaps, um, you name it, affiliates for each other. I mean, that's how you and I met. We were in a group together. And then from there, we re- like I reached out and was like, you were doing your um, summit. And I was like, hey, do you want to, how can we work together? I was like, can I bring you on the podcast? And from that initial connection piece, we've continued to remain connected. And I would suspect we will continue to remain connected. But people, I think, are minimizing the importance of connections because they're looking for immediate fixes. What are your thoughts around that? Oh, man, my business would be nothing, nothing without the people that I know, without the connections that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think back to, you know, when I first got started and how sad and lonely it was when I didn't know anyone, when mm-hmm. I was just doing it all, when I was posting on social media, hoping that someone was paying attention, <laughs> but I didn't know anyone. You know, it wasn't until I started making those connections where I started feeling like, oh, this is fun. Oh, I belong here. Oh, I want to keep doing this. I'm excited to go to my desk every day. Um, And then, you know, as I've been hosting summits, since I I did see the value of those relationships, I was really intentional about what I, I'll say what I did with speakers afterwards. That's like a weird way to put it. But um, how I kept those relationships going. Sometimes we've like formed masterminds after. Sometimes we do JV webinars. Sometimes I just make sure to uh, chat with them on Instagram here and there. And we've done all the different swaps you mentioned, you know. Um, and you do, like like you said, there's not the immediate payoff that comes from from that. Although, you know, typically they are promoting. So you are kind of getting an, an immediate payoff through your summit. Mm-hmm. But having people who are just kind of randomly reaching out like, hey, uh, do you want to do this kind of collab, you know, in a couple of months? Like, heck, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't have you don't have that without intentionally um, making and then maintaining Mm. those relationships. Yeah. And that's part, I mean, there's only three ways to gain visibility, organic partnerships and paid. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business Conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Organic takes longer. Partnerships take a little bit less time and paid can go very quickly, but you've got to be able to put in. Now, I know we're talking about summit, so I won't talk too much more, but I do think I always like to highlight when others talk about the importance of connections, because I feel that people minimize how important growing your business and your community is collectively and not just jumping to another strategy. But what the summits provide you is both worlds. You can have a, do you know what I mean? Uh, an immediate, do you know what I mean? gratification, I guess you could say, and you can have a post. We'll talk more about that later. But over the years, I see businesses try new things. And either A, they think this is going to be super easy. So I'm just going to do this quick fix. Or B, they think that they don't need to invest 
time or money, or C, they want immediate results, or D, they want all of the above. So I'm curious to know, with those listening and those considering a summit, what's the reality that business owners need to understand before creating a summit? Because there is like a podcast, people think, oh, you just record. I still spend an hour to an hour and a half per week minimum just recording, planning it out, looking at the questions, et cetera. It still takes time, but it gives me an ROI. So I'm curious to know with with your thoughts on the summit, what do businesses actually need to understand before they just kind of go off on shiny object syndrome, you know, time investment, financial investment, et cetera. Yeah, I love this question. And this is one of the things that that frustrates me most because it's why people get frustrated with me, even though I try to be so clear about it. People still come in with wrong expectations. And I think it's because like they do see me say what, I, what I'm about to tell you, but they want it to be different. They want the immediate results, immediate gratification like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing I want everyone to know is a summit is not an easy strategy. Mm-hmm. It has gotten me better results than anything I have ever done, um, you know, over and over again, but it is not like you know, snap your fingers and it's done and beautiful and going to work type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you have to do it the right way. So there is strategy involved to figure out either you get to do it yourself over and over until you figure it out yourself or you invest in someone who can show you how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is also a, a significant time investment once you do get started. For mm-hmm. me, for hundreds, thousands of people, the time investment is very worth it, but I want you to know about it ahead of time. So I recommend at least a 90-day planning window before mm-hmm. your summit happens. Mm-hmm. That is like just the summit. If you're also launching on the back end, give yourself more time mm-hmm. um, to, to plan that launch content and everything and launch strategy on the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many people like, oh yeah, I see you said 90 days, but I think I can do it in, in 30 days. I think I can, can, can do it in 60 days. Mm-hmm. I don't even do that. When I plan a summit, we still take 90 days. I, t- I actually did it in 75 last time. Um, just because I thought I could, we'd done the summit before I teach summits, whatever it was, it was, it was a lot. It was too much. I will not do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to think that, oh, I take quick action. I'm a fast worker. Um, anything like that makes it so that like you're some special butterfly who can do it faster. Like just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Give yourself the 90 day window. There is a lot more to the process than you can see from the outside. You might look at someone else and be like, oh, I just need this registration page. I just need this. <laughs> I just need a couple emails. Easy. It is not. Mm-hmm. There is a whole bunch of layers you uncover once you actually get started in the process. Give yourself 90 days and please trust me on that. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's really the biggest thing. Um, we've already kind of covered something else, which is like, if your messaging isn't good, if your offers aren't converting, it's not the time to host a summit. You need to figure that out first. You need mm-hmm. those um, things in place before you can expect to host a profitable mm-hmm. event. Now, I have had people come in with no business and launch their business with the summit, but those people have gotten lucky and their messaging is spot on You know, mm-hmm. from the beginning. So if you're 100%. already seeing struggles with that, like please figure that out first. Get the foundation set. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you mentioned was investment. Now, like 
a lot of people are worried about tech investment when it comes to a summit, and that's actually not a big deal for most people. So if you already have a website, email marketing platform, affiliate platform, if you're already selling a digital product, you probably have almost all of what you need. Mm -hmm. I do not recommend going out and getting like a $10,000, you know, virtual event platform or anything like that. Um, When I had my business on WordPress, my summits were on, on WordPress. Now that my business is on Kajabi, our summits are on Kajabi. So I don't need all kinds of extra tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that the most significant investment for people tends to be like learning the strategies they need mm-hmm. to learn. So um, usually it, it, it shouldn't be like a 10K project, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the time investment is the biggest thing I want someone to to pay attention to and know about before starting the project. And how much do you feel team is needed in order for it to be executed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have all kinds of people who host summits by themselves. Like, you know, if, if that's your, if that's how you roll, that's fine. I do think a summit is a great first opportunity to hire someone mm-hmm. um, because there are pieces of the process that are repeated over and over and over. So it's such an easy thing to outsource. So if you think about it, if you have 20 speakers, you're doing the same thing 20 times. Totally. And let someone else do it the other 19 times. It's such a great way um, to to get your feet wet with outsourcing. We and like I said, we have all kinds of people who do it by themselves. I personally wouldn't want to because of that repeated factor. That would kind of drive me crazy and feel like <laughs> time for me at that point. Um, but wherever you are with your team, you know, you can kind yeah. of a summit can kind of meet you where you're at. The only reason why I laugh. And and I because again reflection's always a great thing is I had this idea during COVID that we would run 50 speakers summit. And we pulled it off in like 50 days. Oh. Uh, but I had team. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. why I guess I like and my team also knows I'm floridly ADHD. And when an idea comes, I'm not gonna sway. Cause my, if I have a full body kind of like this is it, we're in. Um I would never do it again, you know, that way, you know, and so that's why like I laugh, but it's like, but if I didn't have team, there's no way, no way in hell it would have been executed. Right. Because 50 speakers. And the reason why I had 50 speakers is because I, because again, my connections, I just said, Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to do this. Are you in people like, yep, yep, yep. And so it was like, I had 50 speakers within a weekend because I had Mm -hmm. the idea on a Friday and all my speakers were done by a Monday. And Mm so, but I just, again, it's, I I couldn't have done it by myself in that instance. And that was probably, I think the second time I'd rolled one out, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hear your thoughts about team. Um, Cause yeah, cause it would have been abysmal failure for sure. Do you know what I mean? And like, again, I also think too, like we didn't do, it was just because it was COVID, it was just free. So we also, when I say it was easier, we didn't have any of that monetization stuff. So okay. it's like there was no upsells, there was no, do you know what I mean, sponsors. We just kept it like from a level of simplicity. Um, so there wasn't that component that we also had to do. But yes, I appreciate you being honest about the reality in that 90 day window. <coughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it's imperative, you know, as someone yeah. who's, who's done them. So I appreciate your honesty because I think, again, people think quick fix. They mm-hmm. think registration page and an email, but it's a lot more than just that. <laughs> you know? a lot more. Yes. Now, for someone who's like, this actually sounds really good. I'm in alignment with it. I think this could be, I've got a 90 day window. Mm-hmm. Can you share with the listener the key steps that you would want them to consider um, in order to make a virtual summit happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the first things I want you to think about are just, are just the things that are going to get you started. Um, that is going to be, what are your goals with it? 
what what do you want from it? Um, and then like also go down a little deeper, like what are the actual numbers behind that? Um, so, you know, besides the numbers though, are you looking for connections with people? Are you looking, um, for visibility or is it more focused on revenue and leads and and things like that? So get clear on why you're doing it, because that's going to come into play more times than you think throughout the process and the strategy decisions you make from there. I want you to get really clear on your audience and topic for the event. The rest of it does not matter if the audience and topic are not right. So, um, what I'm saying, what, what the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of times people with, um, you know, businesses that are already existing and doing well, think they can just grab their audience for their business, plop it into their summit positioning, and it's going to work. And that's really not how it tends to go. Um, if you are someone who targets online business owners, creative business owners, moms, professionals, you know, more broad audiences, you're going Mm -hmm. to have to narrow down for a summit if the monetization aspect is important to you. So you Mm -hmm. need to get clear on that. Um, For my business, I do target like my business is for everyone, right? All online business owners come host. Let's let me teach you how to host a summit. But our summits are for specific groups, Mm -hmm. Uh, course creators, membership site owners, podcasters, speakers, um, and really even some of those are still broad, Mm -hmm. but you need to narrow down and then figure out your topic. What specific thing are you helping them with? It's not Mm -hmm. going to be make more money, uh, be happier, you know, things like that. What actual transformation are you making in their lives? Mm -hmm. Those are where I want you to start even before you worry about the rest of the process, set a date, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. From there, you are going to set a date because a a, a project like a summit isn't going to happen if there's no date on the calendar, if there's no action plan around it. Um, And we have then like a 10 step process to follow. to yeah, to follow the whole summit hosting process. And I'll kind of give you a rundown of a few of the higher level tasks. So there's speaker management, right? You're figuring out who your speakers are, um, you're pitching them, you're onboarding them, you're getting the material you need from them, you're getting them promo information, and you're making them want to promote by uh, showing them you're a real human who cares about them <laughs> totally. as a real human. So there's the speaker management as a big part of it. Uh, There's the website and tech setup. So there is a decent amount of tech involved in a summit. If you're already selling a digital product, not a whole lot of it will be new to you. If you've never sold a digital product, there will be a learning curve. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's the website and tech setup. Um, We already kind of mentioned the positioning. There is the engagement. So a big part of a summit that converts well and serves you well down the road is engagement. You don't want people to just be like getting blasted with emails and not feel any kind of connection with you. You Mm -hmm. need them to feel connected with you. Um, so how are you going to get them engaged? Uh, where's your community going to be? How are you going to keep them engaged in that community? What's the communication going to look like? Are you going to have any types of live sessions to kind of get that live back and forth? Um, so engagement is really important. Promotion is another uh, stage you want to think about. So uh, typically I recommend a two and a half to three-ish week promotion window for a summit. Um, so, you know, figuring out what you're going to do, where you're going to promote, how you're going to promote, writing the copy, getting it to affiliates and speakers who will help spread the word. Are you going to run ads? Um, so promotion is huge. Um, we have the all access pass. That's another thing. Um this is generally the primary moneymaker for people. So once someone registers for the free summit, you're going to have an upsell offer for them. Basically, that's mm-hmm. like here's ongoing access to presentations and other stuff that makes the offer a lot more valuable. Mm-hmm. So what is that offer going to look like for you? What's the pricing going to be? What's the sales strategy going to look like? Are you going to utilize price increases, limited time offers, things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, sponsorships are optional. Uh, also affiliates. Uh, those are a couple optional stages you can consider. I won't go too deep into those, but, um, great ways to add additional revenue and uh, momentum, uh, to your event. 
we have the event itself. So that's where you are interacting with your attendees, getting them pumped, supporting them, answering questions. Uh, We've got some inbox support during this time. Um, If there's any type of live interaction, you want to make sure you're really supporting your speakers and cheering them on. Um, And then we have the post event period, which is uh, for some people, that's really just like wrapping up, closing their cart on their all access pass, deciding if they want to go evergreen with their summit as like an ongoing lead generator. Um, But some people also go straight into a launch, which is what Mm -hmm. I recommend if you do have a proven, you know, course, membership, high ticket program, anything like that, flow right into a launch if you can, because people are ready. They've made progress through your summit. They're excited. They want to continue. Give them that next step um, Mm -hmm. if you can during during that point. So uh, that's what I have for the full rundown for you. Oh my goodness. And I think that's so good because you've really given a bird's view eye versus like sales page, registration page, speakers, you're good to go. Do you know what I mean? And that's Mm -hmm. where I see, not just with summits, I've seen, and I won't name names, but I've seen people do it before and they make it sound like it's like easy as pie and they're not. And that's what I've always loved your integrity, your openness um, and your humanness because it allows people to be able to then consciously make a decision to go, is this right for me or not right for me? You know? So I, again, I appreciate that, but also just your thoroughness. I know um, one of my uh, RevShare clients, for example, uh, Kylie has purchased from you and she uh, her summit is in the process. I believe it launches end of February, but she has been has said nothing but positive uh, about your course, the templates, how easy oh. it is to be able to just like drop and click. Do you know what I mean? Is how she yes. says it. She said, and she said it's made because she's very ADHD ish too. Do you know what I mean? She said it's allowed her to really hone in on her ideas see the bigger picture and not have to worry about, am I doing it right or wrong? Because you've done such a good job with setting up the templates, the checklist and everything. So I've personally never used it. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just like to say where credit is due that she has said nothing but positive, do you know what I mean? Feedback about how you set everything up. So yes. So if anyone is, do you know what I mean? Looking at starting a summit, how can they find you? Where can they get access like Kylie did, do you know what I mean, to your amazing program yeah. so that they can, do you know what I mean, get this up and growing in a nice, and I say ease and flow way, it's still going to be a learning curve, do you know what I mean? Yes. But it's going to um, take a lot of that pressure off on like, how do I do this? What do I do? Because you already provide that support. So where can people find you? Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, the best place to go is summitinabox.co. On our homepage, we have two kind of different tracks you can take based on whether you're just starting out a service provider uh, or a coach, or if you have a scalable proven offer, like a course, a membership, a group coaching program, that will kind of put you on the right path from there. So that's kind of where my number one recommendation would be. If you want to like jump right into some kind of training or whatever, if you go to summitinabox.co slash series, um, we have a 10 part training series that kind of walks you through those starting steps with the summit where you're going to actually go ahead and map out some of the things I mentioned today around the goals, the positioning, the mindset set um, and help you see, is this a good move for you right now? What could it do for your business? Um, so that would be a really great place to get started. Uh, you can also always reach out on, on Instagram at Summit in a Box if you want me to kind of learn a little more about your business and point you down the right path. Goodness, absolutely awesome. And we'll ensure that we include all those links, all that information in the show notes over at AngelaHenderson.com.au. But for now, my one final question to you, my friend, is looking back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? I think my biggest thing is um, anxiety is trying to create action. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and that sometimes action isn't needed. Um, and it's funny, I, I'm saying that right now, coming off of over a week off work, I feel no anxiety whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But when I think back over the course of mis- business in all of the things I've figured out, all of the things that have not worked, all of the times where I've wondered, is this business like actually set up to work or is it going to come crashing down? Like Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that always sticks out in my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the one, you know, I don't know, piece of advice or feedback that my coach gave me that I use the most often and and I need it really badly when Mm -hmm. I do um, Mm -hmm. use it. So I wanted to pass it along to everyone else. Oh goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's like, yeah, businesses, do you know what I mean? It's like start a business that they said, it'll be super fun, stress-free, I promise. And then, and that's why I like to end the podcast on this particular question, because there's so many little golden nuggets that every one of the guests have had that it's like, oh, people, it can be relatable for someone. So thank you so much for Mm -hmm. sharing that. Now for the, I just want to say thank you so much for, obviously, I know you're just getting back into work right now. I know you just had a beautiful holiday. So thank you so much for making the time and space to come on. I do believe this is a, an amazing opportunity for people to incorporate their visibility strategy with Summit since 2024. And I strongly encourage you to go and check out Krista's work over at our website, start to get to know and start to explore and get curious about whether or not this is an alignment for you. Because someone who's done a lot of virtual things and been included in virtual summits from the past, I can tell you the benefits are absolutely phenomenal in more ways than in one. So definitely, definitely consider virtual summits for 2024. But for now, you amazing human out there listening to this awesome podcast, I hope you have a beautiful day no matter where you are in the world. Don't forget that you can have the show notes and all the links for uh, Krista's information over at AngelaHenderson.com.au and just click on the podcast link. And yes, have a beautiful day. And I look forward to you to joining us for another episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Thanks again, Krista. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.